Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 433, Lou Barella. Yes, it's been a while since I've posted. Um, life happened, you know, just, just, I assume life is happening to you. Uh, life happened um, negatively and then positive. Um, we were able to get a reset with all uh, what's going on out in the world. And, and it's funny because this was recorded at the beginning of, um, of uh, activity, uh, current activity that's going on in the world. And um, it was such a good interview. It was a long interview, but it's so he, he's so strong on so many of the things that we know deep down probably more so today than we did then because now we sit back and we appreciate our relationships because we haven't seen um, our friends or our family. Uh, we're, we're a month, I think we're about a month or so now from seeing our grandkids again. And the first time it was like almost three months. And if you, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you would have seen me post a picture of me and my wife on, um, on my son's back steps with our three girls. And that was right after we got there when they hadn't seen us in three months. And you can see the joy in their eyes and the joy in our eyes from, you know, just, you know, we do the Skype thing or zoom or whatever. It's not, not even close, um, to that touch, that, that genuine love. And you see it, Oh, that's my phone background because it just, it just, I get choked up thinking about it. Um, and not seeing it for a month right now over the holidays has really been difficult again. Um, but, but the reset really made us stronger. And so I'm, 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 I'm excited about this. I have the next two interviews. They, I recorded them a while ago. I'm going to put them out. But then I have a new series that I'm adding in and I'm calling it 50 plus years of selling. I'm going to interview myself for the first one. Um, being a 55-year-old man, doesn't matter man or woman, but I'm 55. And my point of that is going to be you can insert yourself in this business at pretty much any age. The ability to be successful really isn't the age. It's your stick to probably not the right way to say it, but it's your ability to per persevere, to push through when things get difficult. And, you know, I'll talk about the difficulties we had back in March when my account got shut down. First time in 11 years or so. I don't know how long I've been selling. Uh, yeah, I guess it's 11th year. And first time my account was ever shut down. And so I'm going to talk about that and what we did um, and how we got past that. Now we've grown and we're going to have our best year ever. Had my most profitable month ever last month, ever. Not even close. And um, biggest day in sales for us. Um, and then I'm going to talk about the foundations that we use, how to, to keep us going. Cause we've been also closed for COVID. Um, one of our guys tested positive and how we got through that. Um, and the way our business is designed that we can continue to get through those kind of things. So I think that'll be interesting. That's going to be episode 435. So this is 433 Lou Barella. And I don't want to miss, uh, Lou at all. Cause it's, again, I said, it's a long interview, but he's just so, he's such a powerful individual. He is the guy you will love the minute you meet him. You, you've been friends your whole life. That's the guy. And it's the, uh, him and I, the Italian connection him and I have. It's just funny. Um, but he's going to give you three rules to live by. And again, I think today 
you will sit back and say, I value those more. They're way more important to me today than what they were. Maybe you took it for granted. I took it for granted. And uh, so I, I just think he does a terrific job. Um, he's such a good soul. And so if you get a chance to meet him, I 100% recommend it because he's going to add so much more to your life um, just by getting the talk with him. So let's get into the podcast, Lou Barella. All right, all right. You can tell this is going to be a different kind of interview already. He is shy on the inside like me. Welcome, Lou Barella. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everyone out there. Oh, am I famous yet? 15 you are, seconds in? No? You are. You're famous. You know, it's funny. Um, you have the most outgoing personality, yet you would say that you're a little shy somewhat. Fair? No. Well, I, yeah, no, I think I use this shy as a ploy to reel you in. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if shy is ever a word that can be used to, uh, to, to describe me. I'm, I'm probably the biggest open book, which is to my benefit and detriment at the exact same time. So, uh, no, I don't know if shy is a word to describe me. If you use that, people wouldn't know you were talking about me. Put it that way. Yeah, I usually say I'm shy on the inside because I'm pretty outgoing myself. Um, I like talking, period. I love to talk. Well, you and I sat and talked for hours, hours, <laughs> right? And that's not the first time. It's just funny. It's just there's a natural inclination to just share and, you know, enjoy, right? I mean, you love... It, uh to share. It's a, look, there's, there's three things I find myself repeating on a consistent basis. And it, as we go through this whole little, you know, podcast, you'll probably hear me come back to them uh, fairly often. And I'll start with the first one now, which is you've got to give more than you get. Um, so if you, if you apply that consistently throughout life, you'll just find stuff comes back to you you know, tenfold. So just find ways to give more than you get. Jump into areas where you know you can contribute and don't be scared to 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 just, you know, let it, you know, just put it all on the floor and let everybody disseminate what they need to take from it. And don't be scared to give away, you know, all, all, all your secrets. I, I, you know, it's funny to say it that way, but if you give it, then people will give it back to you and you'll learn something because you don't know everything. No one knows everything. So you'll learn something more once you contribute. That's just kind of what I felt throughout the course of this little thing we call life. So I don't know. And no, I think you're, I think you're spot on. And I, what I would say to you too is when you learn something, guess what? It's going to change, especially in this e-commerce world, oh, right? Yeah. And so oh. you were the smartest guy in the room until it changed. And now all of a sudden you're like, uh, what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of people come back to this. They step away from this world for a few months or whatever, and then they come back and they're like, wait, Amazon's completely different. What What is going on? And it's like, that's what happens. So you're wait, not the I smartest guy. We're talking about life. We're, we're talking about Amazon. This, we're talking about Amazon. Okay, wait. We, no, hold on. I got to pass into Amazon mode, right? We're, okay. Well, no, you're right. Let's go back to life. Let's go back to life because you obviously know how to play the Quarantine's guitar. Quarantine's over? No. Quarantine's over. Right? No, no, we're not going back to life no. yet. Okay. <laughs> Especially in New Jersey, you guys are taking it a tough. You got a tough road right now. I mean, it's been a tough run. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, look, it's funny when you. I saw a meme the other day that said, 
my hobbies are spending money and eating out. <laughs> that's, that's what they learn from themselves. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to be out there in the, in the, in the medical field right now. I just, I really wouldn't want to be, um, you know, it, it's, I have some of the sources that I have, you know, in the Amazon world have husbands and wives that are in the medical field that are just, they're just taking a beating, man. It's, it's horrible. It, it, the stories, if you're not, if you're not doing everything that you do at this time with the idea of the end user, which is the people in the hospitals, if you're not doing everything with them in mind, then you're just doing something wrong, in, in my opinion. So, I mean, if you're thinking about, oh, I haven't got my hair cut. I really wish I can go out. I haven't been to a restaurant. I really wish I can go out. I haven't, you know, I really want to go to the beach. Yeah, well, guess what? There's a whole bunch of people in the hospital that really wish they weren't risking their lives on an everyday basis just going to work. So if somewhere along the line you're not thinking about what those people are going through, then you're really, you're just not paying attention. That's that's my two cents. So, but. Well, I think that's back to life. Isn't that yeah. kind of the way you should be acting anyway, right? I mean, you know, it's yeah, right. You're an Amazon right. seller. How many times have you gotten ripped off because people are like, "Ooh, they read a Reddit thread to how to get free sneakers or how to get <laughs> free," uh, you know, yeah. or, you know, they're buying two pairs of shoes, an eight and an eight and a half, and you're like, "Oh God, one of them are coming back," right? And what people don't realize yeah. is that hey, we pay for every bit of that all the way through, and then Amazon will charge you, I don't know what it is, four or five bucks to just take them back. And then you got to well, sell them again. That's because those people think they're buying directly from Jeff Bezos, and they still don't Correct. realize that there's a whole bunch of people underneath that orange button that are doing their best to to put money on their table. Um, and, and you know what? I don't I don't begrudge that. I I really don't. There is there is you can really fret over every sale. If you look at every sale in a microscope, you you you, you just drive yourself nuts. I mean, every pair of shoes that comes back that looks like it's been through a mud run, and you go, "How does how does someone get away with this?" But the 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 also the idea of our velocity being what it is, selling on Amazon's platform, it wouldn't be that way if Amazon didn't say, "Just send everything back." It just yeah. it wouldn't be that way. So you know, you got it. You got to look at the big picture as a whole. You don't get rich on any one deal. That's that's uh, that's. That's uh, mantra number two. So we've hit two of them. What are we? What are we? Eight minutes in now. We hit two of them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think that let's stop there for a second, because I think what you're saying is that it's a perspective issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. In your town, Absolutely. isn't every small business basically closed right now? We walk in my town. My wife and I try to walk at lunchtime or whatever to get ahead of my Whoop group, guys. If you're a Whoop user, right. you understand that. Um, there's a whole group of us, and they're always beating me, and I'm going to win one day. But anyway, Wait, <coughs> excuse me. Wait, back up now. I'm backing you up. What's a Whoop group? So... Um, we're, were they we're, tagged in the beginning here, Steve? Like no. we're we're eight minutes into the podcast, but there was twenty minutes of advertising in the beginning. Were no, they in the? Were they no, in the no, 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 no. Whoop is a, a band that uh, Dan Wentworth and Andy Slammons got me on, and now I'm hooked on it. And it's literally, I think there's like twenty some odd of us in this group, and um, it tracks your it tracks your health basically, all your heart rate and your okay. sleep patterns and all that. And I'm a terrible sleeper, so trying to figure that out. But it tracks the strain. It tracks a whole bunch of things. And so it's become, like everything with a bunch of guys, a competition. And so every day, it's like, who's going to get the most strain? And some people have gotten paid if they get over a certain limit. You're pushing yourself and pushing yourself. And I always tell them, I'm an old man. I can't you know, push myself like that. But it, right. does, it does help 
um, keep you inspired. And so last night, the discussion, because I have a sauna, and they were like, hey, what, you know, because I could show the picture of the sauna getting my last, because I'll get some strain if I stay in there for 25 minutes. So I can That's get a little bit, I'm doing that at night. But here's the other problem. You know, I'm an old man who goes to bed at nine o'clock. They're just, they're young guys. They just get started at 11 a.m. So they're up till two or three. So they'll see that you're winning and then crush you after nine o'clock. <laughs> they know at 901, all right, now's the right, time right. to exercise. And boom, he'll wake up and he'll see that he lost. You know, I'm convinced that's what they're all doing. Anyway. So, well, if you if you can get strained while sitting in a sauna, you still haven't figured out how to get strained while overnight while sleeping. That, <laughs> there's that's how you got to you got to stay ahead of these guys. Then yeah, yeah, I, I have to figure that out. I have to have some kind of heat lamp or something. But but <laughs> right. back to it. I mean, back to it. Perspective. Aren't right. all the businesses in your town closed? Wouldn't they all die just to say, man, if I can get a return, that means I made a sale. You know what I mean? It's, it's a perspective yeah. issue, right? They're, you gotten that opportunity to sell in the world of growth right now. Well, it, it's Jesus. Um, that was deep, right. wasn't it? That was deep. Uh, it, it, there is. So I was. We all right. The things that everybody's looking to do. We're all looking to work out at home. I mean, my wife's been. She's she's killing it at home. Talk about inspiration talk about whoop there's no way I, I i couldn't even touch her she she's killing it at home here working out on a consistent basis so she, she's buying stuff from workout places we we need bikes everybody needs bikes. we have a pool we i invested money in the pool etc etc so the things that we know are going to keep us entertained throughout the course of this whole uh, catastrophe here um so the other day uh, my son who i don't know in the last six months age 15 years and i don't know when that happened is now <laughs> is now six foot four and his bike doesn't fit him anymore he's not six foot four but um his bike doesn't fit him anymore we need a new bike i would go went on dick sporting goods because you know that's one of the places where we always look for stuff and my wife said there's this bike shop down the street go visit the bike shop down the street so she was right so we, Marcello and I grabbed our masks. We went out, drove to the bike shop. There was a line. They had a line out the no back door. Kidding. They had all their bikes outside. They had a line. It felt so good to see. Everyone's standing there with their masks on. The poor guy, um, the poor guy only has in-stock inventory, okay? Um, and you can only – so he wasn't getting any inventory in. So I start talking to him. Of course, I bought three bikes. I bought one for him. I bought one for me because – I, I was standing there and the one that they had looked awesome. And I bought one for my daughter who needed it, wanted a beach bike. She got an old lady bike. It's hysterical. Um, and I, I start talking to the guy. So now here we go. Opportunity, right? Here's the entrepreneur. Me. Here's the Amazon seller. What are you doing with your inventory mm -hmm. that you're not selling? Are you online? He said, no. All right. Talk to him. I run an Amazon shop. Just figure out a way to get your inventory up online. You know, we'll figure out a way either I buy it from you or we we split it some way somehow. We open a separate account, etc. It's great conversation this week. Um, uh, I'm sorry, conversation with him uh, the next couple of days. We're gonna figure out how all this is gonna work. But yes, the guys in town they're closed. There's their opportunities are limited to move product. They're not getting new product. So ultimately, even the stuff they have in their shops is gonna slow down is going to disappear and then they're going to slow down even further. So, you know, if it, as an entrepreneur, you got to go out there and start talking to these people. Um, well, let's you know, just stop there a second. That's a great idea. So yeah, it, 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 this is a rec listen to this. This is a pro talk. So if you're an Amazon seller 
and you know you're struggling you know whatever if you sell in categories that are slow or whatever um, right you can go out and represent these small stores um, if you want to pivot and create another stream of income there is an opportunity here to either help run their amazon store right if they want to keep the inventory and, and they're allowed to sell it and all the rest of the rules blah 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 but you have an expertise and so you right. can share that expertise and you weren't getting any business from the bike guy i'm just going to assume correct he wasn't selling you and you were that wasn't a source for you prior no okay First so you lost nothing I no, uh, I lose nothing. Um, and I, I, if anything, I gained a relationship and maybe ultimately I, I gained a source. Maybe. Um, but what happens if he it, just helped the guy? Right. Exactly. What, now I, I know the guy down the street, you know, uh, um, I need a bike rack for the back of the car, you know, whatever it, you're right. It, because look, there, there's this, you can say this about every business, every business. This is all about relationships. And it's not just about a business relationship. It's just about making friends. It's just about being nice to people. It's just about like I, I walked in there and every kid in that store, they had, he had three employees working and they had, they had their, um, they had crappy little bandanas on their faces. All right. I turned to my son. I said, go into the car grab a handful of the masks that we got. And I gave masks out to them. I got in 95 masks. I bought a bunch of them for the employees at the warehouse. Those guys don't have access to them. They don't know where to get them. They have no idea where to get them. They're out there every day trying to keep their store open, making a living. But even with the face masks that they had on, they're not optimally pr protected at this point. So what does three masks cost me? I, I don't know. I, it was nothing. I gave him three masks. You know what? He's going to know me every time I go in there, every time now. Every time now, and, even and, if he's not a source, he's going to know me every time I go in there. You didn't go in expecting anything. See, that's no. it. When you give without expectation. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, how many of us took for granted all those medical people? You're making me wait in the doctor's office. Do you know how important my time is, Lou? My time's <laughs> important. Or how about the grocery store clerks? All of a sudden, these guys get oh, put yeah. up on a pedestal because, Talk you know. Essential workers, right. Now, yeah. who's essential now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to right. make you rethink. So back to your example, though, that opportunity exists in every town. When you go, uh, I, I'm serious. When we walk in our downtown, they're all closed. Somebody, oh. they, they need help. And if you can be the person to help them, you might have another business. You might have another income stream. So uh, how many people, what did I read? 42% of people who are out of work now will likely not go back to that job because companies are going to figure out, hey, I didn't need you, Lou, nothing personal. Right. Or right. it's cheaper for me to have you work from home because you're more productive and therefore uh, I don't need as many janitorial staff because, um, and I don't need as much yeah. HR staff because there's less right. sexual harassment. There's less, I mean, all those this, things are going to come from this. This is, this is, look, there's there's great disruptors in our lives. And if you look back on them and you see them, like if, if you were Kodak or if you were Polaroid, mm. And if you didn't sit there and see the first digital camera in a phone and go, oh, shit, yeah. we're in trouble. We're in if you didn't trouble. say that at that moment, and if you sat there and said, oh, it doesn't matter. We're Kodak and Polaroid. We'll be around here for years. The, the camera phone was a disruptor. Okay? It was huge. Um, so this pandemic is a disruptor for industry. If you are a real estate agent selling office space in New York in the, on the – 50th floor of a high rise. Think about the people that are scared to death to go in an elevator now. Okay. Just being in an elevator with six other people. It, 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 
I mean, look, if we get a vaccine and everything else and all goes, it still doesn't mean people aren't going to be scared. They're not going to rethink the way they do business. Not to mention the fact that you're right. The companies that have office spaces with all these people sitting in cubicles and 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 all these conference rooms and all that money spent now they're being productive as best as they can. And there's probably still some wrinkles they got to iron out, but they're still being productive and trying to be efficient with all of these people working remotely from home. This is a disruptor in so many industries. And if everybody doesn't pivot, you're right. There's going to be people out of jobs. There's just, just But there's going to be new jobs. There's going to be new opportunities. Yeah, there's going to be new things that crop up. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I don't know. I, look, we, we all have the ability to stumble upon things but the ability to predict things and just and know where the next the next turn is coming that's the that's that's the key for this and there's definitely people out there thinking about that right now so yeah you're right there's there's people going to be out of work not to mention people are going to be scared i wouldn't go back to a restaurant at this point right. you know I, I wouldn't want to be a waiter or a waitress i, I you know I know there's. Do you want your kids? Goes, Would you say to your no. daughter, "Hey, it's okay to go work on that bagel shop or whatever"? Man, that's a that's that's tough. That's tough, Steve. That's tough. It really is tough at this point. I, I mean, I, I, I here's I, a personal forget. story for me. Right here, this is yeah. true. Yeah. We have little granddaughters. So you and I were in Florida back in February, right? And, and look, think of the bolts we dodged in Florida. For yeah, hundred percent. We should have been sick. There's no doubt. Yeah. But I drank yes. enough tequila in that trip to make up for it. So anyway, but back to this, this true story. So we went, um, we had not seen our grandkids like the week before that because we see them every other weekend. I mean, we are involved in their life. They're an hour from us, a little more than that. We are there. They need us. We're there right. all the time. Right. Uh, so we didn't see them the week before uh, that trip. We come back and all of a sudden the world inflames. And so we didn't yeah. see them. We still have not seen them till this day. Yeah. Now well, th their state is open, Maryland. Um, so we technically could go down and see them, but we're so worried about getting them sick, these little babies, you know, you've seen some of that stuff or vice versa. My daughter-in-law who works at a, a state hospital, she's had nine coworkers sick. So she's like, I likely just, have yeah. it. And then they're worried about getting us sick and we're older. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. What are you sacrificing, right? Your whole world has changed. And well, look, my my mother-in-law is diabetic. She's high risk. Um, my, my, uh, so, and she was here. I mean, you know, we're as Italian as they come. She's here three, four <laughs> times a week, okay? I mean, the chaos in my house every sa Sunday, you know, between my, my brother-in-laws, my mother, my mother-in-law, everybody, I, I love it. I live for it. it. It's, and it hasn't happened. And it's not, because the asymptomatic thing is the scariest part. All right, that's the scariest part. We you just don't know if you're carrying it, and you don't you don't want to you just you don't just don't know if you can give it. That's the scariest part for me. Um, you don't want to affect others. You just don't want to affect others, right? You just don't want to affect others. And, and like I said, if if you're not thinking, if that's not your first mm. thing in your mind at any point in time at this point, it's pretty scary. So yeah, so uh, yeah, and. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's get off of this. But I, yeah, I, I'm with yeah, you, yeah. though. I think this is way it comes back to like what your first thing was. You've got to give more than you get to help get. people. If you're going to give and hurt people, that's a bad thing. So I'm with you. I, I just don't know enough because I know nothing about this. I'm just some dummy behind a microphone. I'm just sitting back and saying, I, my heart, 
how would I live with myself if I infected one of my babies? You know what I mean? Right. I just can't be that guy. I mean, I just can't. So the small sacrifice, and then you look at those nurses and those doctors who are doing it regardless, you know, or firemen and policemen and all that jazz. It's just, it blows my yeah. mind to think about. Hey, let's, let's talk about why you're in Amazon. Do I, what, what's your deal? Why? I heard a guitar. I heard, I, I know there's start, a right? TV stuff. I know. Why? Yeah. How'd you, how'd you get to where you are? Well, all right. Well, we're, we're, I'll go market disruptors. You know, trying to predict the future, trying to get an idea of what's going on, and and in all honesty, being burnt. Um, hmm. So I was, I, I'm, I guess I consider myself, I still am. I'm a television editor. I have been for 20 years, uh, um, and I, I mean NBC, ABC, Discovery Channel, uh, TVWA, Shy Day, uh, major public relations firms, all kinds of advertising, Bristol Myers Squibb, Johnson and Johnson, Novartis. Uh, I, I can go down the list list of clients and and list of broadcast and and just a ton of stuff, um, and then you know market disruptors. I looked at things like Dropbox. Um, I looked at Dropbox. I don't know if anybody uses Dropbox. I use it religiously for Amazon. Um, it, it's an essential tool. But what Dropbox does is it allows people to share information on their computers seamlessly. Um, from point A to point B, uh, without any login or any any type of of, of uh, um, it, it's all passive. Okay, so you can. So what was happening was I had clients in Chicago. I did work for the American Academy of Pediatrics in Chicago, and they would shoot footage and they would put it in the Dropbox. And you know, we're talking gigs of information. And <coughs> I would, I, I would about you know an hour and a half later walk up to my edit suite in my office and all that information would be there. I never met these clients. So it was great in the very beginning, but then it got to the point where I realized there were clients, there were clients that were hiring people in other countries to do edits for pennies on the dollar using Dropbox. Now, yeah, my expertise, my talent level, my, my ability to maintain relationships that all came into play. But when you start talking about, you know, $100 days versus $600 days, you know, clients start taking notice. Um, so that was like the first disruptor. And then the second disruptor was the fact that there were kids that were coming out of school with a lot of talent that could literally sit on the beach with a free Wi-Fi connection <laughs> and a laptop in their, in their shorts and flip-flops and edit high-def video um, and then get it back up to the client, not realizing that, oh, this is great money, you know, while while they're 22 years old, it's great money. But it wasn't, you know, at the, at those day rates that they were charging for that kind of work, it wasn't sustainable to raise a family and have a business on. Let, so let me stop there I a second. Really, I want you to yep. stop there because it, that's important to know. Was there because they had that skill set? Well, they took it for granted. They could just do it on a beach. It was no big deal. Yet you right. took all this. You learned the hard way, probably back with the old tape, actually, right? And all that the awful yep. way. They caught up to you like in a minute, correct? Technology. Yep. I mean, maybe maybe theirs isn't as artistic, and I, I understand there's an art, but yep. it was good enough for the client. It or met or exceeded their expectations. Maybe it didn't blow them away, but it didn't need to because they were reducing costs. And this, uh, that is a huge, huge lesson that as good yep. as you think you are, there's somebody smarter coming up behind you, and they're going to advance yep. so much faster. Ooh. 
Give me the chills. Yeah. That's true. Again, it's market disruptors. Technology destroys everything before it. While it creates new opportunities, it's still, it's, it's, it's just going to destroy everything that came before it. Um, and if, if, if you don't have the ability to pivot with what's going on, and we can apply that to Amazon, we can apply that to Amazon on a pretty much daily basis at this point. If you don't have the ability to pivot what's going on, but look, it, it, I mean, Steve, I changed careers at 47 years old. <laughs> all right. I don't know many people that will do that. And, but did you fail? Wait, just stop there a no, second. Did you well, fail or do you see it? You know, I mean, obviously you love it now, but did you feel like giving up? Do you feel like, I mean, because the guys define themselves, especially our generation, define themselves by their job, at least that was what we used to. Well, all right. I mean, our job, Jesus, Steve, if you were to write our business model down on a piece of paper, you can <laughs> hand it to anybody and they would go, this is all you do, you know, <laughs> right? Right. It's, I mean, the job description, the business model is as simple as you can possibly be. But when you look at the paddling under the water that we have to do just to maintain this business model, at least to bring it up to levels where, you know, it's 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 ability to pay a mortgage and pay employees and to pay health care and to pay, you know, your rent on your warehouse and everything else to bring it up to that kind of level. That's where it takes the skill set that not a lot of people have. The business model itself is is cake. Right. I mean, if we told anybody, just go in the Nike store, buy these 10 shoes, and then, you know, figure out how to get them to sell them on Amazon, and you'll you'll easily make $20 a pair, okay? That's simple as cake, but scaling it up and having the ability to maintain the, the, the consistent income level and to pivot with all the changes that constantly come, that's where the... the, the that's, that's the art. Skill set. That's the yeah, art. That's, yeah. I don't know if it's art, but definitely that's the, that's the skill set that a lot of people just don't have, or they don't realize they have. So did mm. I fail? No, obviously I haven't failed yet. Um, at what point is success? There, there's oh. the question. All right. At what Ooh. point are we successful? Um, my my wife had a store in Hoboken for 13 years. It was the the cutest baby store, uh, maternity store you could ever pass. She poured her heart into that store. At, uh, 13 years in, we realized it, it's it it just wasn't working anymore, and she still cries to this day. I failed. I'm like, Ray. You were there for 13 years. It, that talk about success. That's success. You, you know what's at what point? How do you judge failure and success? In my wife's eyes, her store closed. If it had closed after 10 days, she would have had the exact same response as if she closed after 13 mm. years. You know, so I don't so know. So it's don't relative. Know. It's all, it's relative. It's in, in her mind, she failed. In my mind, it was a startling success. It paid for all of our childcare throughout our kids growing up. It paid for my, my mother-in-law retired so that she, uh, she could take care of our kids, but we took care of her through the store. This, this business really helped our family grow. It, it gave my, my wife the ability to, to take the kids to, to, to work with her. It gave my wife the ability to be home in time for, um, you know, kids coming home from school. It, it was successful in so many ways. Did we get rich off of it? No. Um, well, it sounds but, like your relationship got rich. It sounds like your family got rich. Oh my gosh. Like there's, again, you know, I have to tell my kids every day and they probably don't consider this a good thing, but We've been home every day. They've come home from school their entire life. Either me or Maria has been home. Um, so, you know, in my mind, 
yeah, there's something to be said for that. But in their mind, they're probably like, just leave us alone. Yeah, they, it, and they take it for yeah. granted. They don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, so, so that deepening of your relationship, that deepening of your family, um, even though you, in the end, I'm sure it was turbulent, you know, that part of it. Um, how has that prepared you? Like, I mean, is that a way of life now that you're just not willing to sacrifice and hence the reason you've had success? Uh, wow. <laughs> so my father-in-law, he says to both of us the other day, because both Maria and I have been self-employed since we met each other. Um, you know, I've, I've, I was a freelance television editor, multiple clients, uh, many different states, et cetera, et cetera. She had her store. She opened her store, you know, probably six months into our relationship when we first met. Um, so she opened her store. She was self-employed all that time. Um, my father-in-law says, we're just, we just don't know any better. <laughs> you know, we don't, you know, we just don't know any better. So is that I, a prideful thing for him? Is that, is that the way he looks at it? Like you guys have figured it out? Like. I'm proud. No, no, he's he's scared to death every day. Still, really? you know, he he's constantly scared to death every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so he wants the security you know, of a job. You need a job, Lou. You need to make sure you're getting a paycheck. You need health insurance. You need no, this. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know if he sees that. Okay. Um, I I don't know if it's that. I, I think he's he's definitely got a little bit of of comfort level knowing that we're we're doing okay. Um, but it's just one of those things where there's certain people that are cut out for, for corporate and certain people that aren't. And, um, you know, it's, it, he just, we just, I don't know. We just don't know any better. It, it's, it's never conscious. It's never what's going to be my next business. What's going to be the next entrepreneurial thing that I do. I've never, ever thought that ever. Mm. I've never thought that. Um, it, it, it you know, and I, I mean, I probably could walk back into corporate. I mean, I worked in I worked in New York for for uh, what was it, three, four, five, five years out of college. Uh, uh, my first job in the city was at one of the biggest public relations firms in uh, in the country um, as a as an AV guy. Okay, I was the AV guy. So all the all the all the kids in second grade that are listening to this that are that are dealing with the projectors and helping their. Uh, uh, their teachers, you know, turn on the, the computers and stuff like that. There is a career for you out there in Amazon. Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but either way, yeah, I probably could walk back into a corporate job. I don't know. <laughs> I did it at one point. I took a, I took an in-house gig at a, uh, at a public relations firm in Clark, New Jersey. It was pretty close. This was about six or seven. Oh, God. Jeez, it had to have been eight or nine years ago. I've been doing Amazon for three and a half, so it, it had to have been a little bit before that. So, um, And the freelancers that they had working there, the camera guys that were coming in, they weren't billing enough money. And now I'm on the inside, and I'm supposed to be happy that they're not billing enough money. Mm -hmm. But here I am telling them you need to raise your rates. <laughs> so I don't know if I endeared myself too well to the people that were keeping the budgets at that point. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. It's, it, look, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't think about it that way. You just don't. Well, I would you say this. You would go back into that corporate job with a different expectation for now, yeah. right? You'd be saying, hey, I need to get health insurance, right? So I'm going to come at it from it. Or I need to get X amount of dollars, right? I need I need $100,000 before I retire and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So there's a different right. goal. You're not going into it thinking, hey, I'm going to do this for the rest of the life. I'm going to be the CEO one day. I'm going to be. It's a different perspective. 
And so it's I, a I, different I, I think you could go in. I mean, if you're going to do something short term, I always like, like Dave Ramsey's, I can do anything for six months or a year, you know, if I have to, if I have to sell, deliver pizzas or whatever, right? So if you went into it with that attitude that this is a means to an end, it's a different approach. So I think you could do it, but as a career, there's no way you could be wrangled uh-huh. in, Lou. I mean, I've met you. There's no chance yeah. anybody's going to wrangle you in. You're going to be a disruptor. <laughs> Would, is that fair, though? Is Have you been, I mean, is that a statement that I can accurately say that in every time you've done something, you've disrupted it? Maybe not in an expo- maybe not in an Uber way. You didn't create Uber, but so but you went into it in that scenario when you went to that corporate office and you went in there and said, "Hey, wait a second, you guys uh, aren't billing enough for the services that you're offering. Your talent is worth more. That's disruption." Well, I mean, I think the I think the 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 PR firm at the time probably thought I was a disruptor, but the the freelancers at the time probably thought I was a a a, a, a rainmaker. Yeah. Right. So you know. Uh, it, look, it, the, I've I've been the mindset of the worker, and I still have it even with my employees. You know, um, they're like, I gotta take two hours for for I gotta take two hours for a doctor's appointment, and they go to punch out. I'm like, just go, it, don't punch out, just go. I'm gonna pay for the hours anyhow, just go. But you know, at the same time, you know, my partner who's had multiple businesses and has dealt with employees. He's like, no, I know what you're, what you're doing and I know what you're thinking. And you're right. uh, uh, The skin off our back is nothing at this point, but legally you need to keep track of this stuff. And, and, you know, just to the, just the the cover your ass method of it. If if they get hurt on the way to the doctor's office, et cetera, you know, then you can be liable if they're still on the clock and all this other stuff. So, and he's dealt with those things. I have never dealt with those things yet. Um, you know, I'm still green behind the ears in a lot of this stuff. So as far as the day-to-day operations go, I'm the, I'm like Michael Scott from the office. I'm the best friend of everybody Mm -hmm. that's there. But at the same time, I need to have a little bit of the human resources guy that says legally you got to keep track of all this stuff. And you know that's again that's the the level of the learning curve that that I don't necessarily have. My wife's got a lot of it because she did 13 years as a you know as a retail store owner. So you know dealing with employees and all that other stuff. You know once again you could teach somebody to walk into any Nike store and buy 10 pairs of shoes and tell them how to flip them, but teaching someone how to run a business and, and how to deal with employees and how to deal with paperwork and insurance and human resources and all that other stuff. That's where the true art comes in. So you know, honestly, I'm still learning that too, Steve. I, I don't know, you know, again, when we go to these meetings and we sit down and we talk, those are the kind of conversations I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, I get it. What you're saying about the, you're peddling. I think the, the visualization of, Hey, you just do this. You buy it at this price. You just sell it at this. It looks easy, but beneath the water, you're Peter peddling a thousand miles an hour because there are so many things. Um, yeah. and you know, you partnered up with somebody who helps fill in those gaps, but let's still get to you how you got, even got there because, you know, before I interrupt you, I, I only, I didn't want to lose that point. Um, you were, you went back to work and you were working for somebody, but, from freelance, how do you get to selling on Amazon? How did you even hear about yeah. selling on Amazon? Well, yeah. So again, um, when I saw the writing on the wall with the the television industry, and again, I could have stayed in it. You know, I could have, I could have mm-hmm. had, I have plenty of freelance gigs still. Somebody's I, still I doing it, right? Somebody's still doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely still people doing it. And but when I looked at the and I looked at the numbers, I realized I wasn't making any more money over the course of the last three or four years. Whereas 
up until that, I made more money every year before that. So the only way for me to make more money was to work more hours. Um, and, you know, you, you do get burnt. Hmm. And that that's what I said. I mentioned that earlier. You get burnt. You, you do. There comes a point in your life when you just realize you're fried. Um, and as much as I loved the creative aspect of being a television editor, being an animator, um, you know, doing graphic design and all those hats that I wore and being even in that community and, 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 and having people rely on you, you do get burnt. It's a natural thing that happens. And when you take that fried and you realize that you're not making any more money and then you realize that everything around you is costing more. I mean, Steve, I've paid for my own health insurance for 20 years. Okay. And I have a record of every bill I've ever written. Uh, of every premium I've ever paid. I can tell you where they went up. I can tell you when they never went down. I can tell you when my son was born just based on my health insurance bill, okay? I can tell you when my daughter was born just based on the health insurance bill and seeing the premiums change. So when you realize you're not making any more money and everything around you is constantly going up, you realize you gotta make a change. And I don't think it's something that hits you. I just think it's something that I kind of felt. I felt the walls closing in around me and I realized that this wasn't sustainable. So you put your ear to the ground. Um, you know, and that's something I've done consistently. I try and take little bits of information from places. You know, like I said, we're standing in one, you're standing in a room, you give, and then some people start giving back and there's gonna be something in there that's just gonna stick with you. So I was playing in a band at the time and the singer I was playing with, uh, he was a pharmaceutical rep. Um, and he was in the same boat. He was like, I'm not making any more money. I need a different outlet. And he started, uh, he was friends with a guy who did training um, for Amazon, Amazon training. And um, he would come back to band practice talking about how, oh, I just sold $30,000 worth of backpacks in August. And I was like, all right, something's you know, and look, everybody talks the numbers. We all know this. Everyone talks the numbers and no one knows what everybody makes because no one talks about profit. They all talk about their gross. But either way, the numbers, I was like, you know, you've only been doing this for three months and it's taken off like that, that quickly. So uh, I started doing inquiries. And again, here we go. Business model. You put our business model in one paragraph and any monkey can do it. And I was like, I'm a smart enough monkey. I can do this. <laughs> okay. Um, this sounds very easy. I was looking for a way out of my industry. Um, and again, at 46, I don't know how many people do it, but I was looking for a way out of my industry and I had started taking real estate classes because I thought I'd be good at that. I had a friend in Hoboken who was killing it selling real estate. Um, and I'm like, if I can, if I can learn how to do it, I can partner up with him and he'll show me like he's one of my best friends. I knew he would show me. Um, and I knew once I got involved and I started talking to people and just being the way I am that I could. I would be able to kill it with real estate. I knew that. As a matter of fact, I still have that in the back of my mind. Um, but so once I started talking to my singer and started learning how simple the process was, that's when I turned to my business partner um, and said, give me an influx and I think I can turn this into something. And he gave me a little bit of cash. And, uh, and actually, so surprisingly enough, the person that Maria had closed the store in Hoboken about a year before that. So she was looking for something also. And um, the guy who did the training, one of his uh, business models was to open a retail store to funnel stuff in the front door and send it out the back door onto Amazon. 
which it, you know it's like i mean yeah, she's basically like, it was it's a it's it's just a you know uh a glorified where it's a front yeah yeah. It's a front. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. Let's no, call I understand. It what it is. I mean, I understand what it is. Sometimes there are rules that some companies say you have to have a storefront. Wink, right. wink, nod, nod. Just take a picture. I've had right. that conversation with salesmen all the yeah. time. Just take a picture of your building, Steve. Don't worry about it. You know, as yeah. long as we yeah. have something. Right. Um, so, I mean, I mean, in, in my mind, it's a it's a shortcut. Unless you're going to do it, do it right. So, but either way, he needed someone to run that store. So Maria was looking for work. I was looking for more information on Amazon. Maria starts working um, for the training uh, company, and she becomes their wholesale buyer. So as she's on the inside learning this stuff from the people that are doing it, I'm on the outside paying for the training courses, learning stuff there as well. Same time, I'm still doing television editing, and I, I literally work two jobs. Um, I work two jobs for that first full year. And, uh, and, and you, you, know, yeah. you had to give it all because you had to keep the production stuff to be able to fund the other side, right? I mean, to help, you know, one feeds the other. So you had to give Steve, it. It's not like you, you could coast. No. Uh, well, first off, there is, I don't, I don't think I've ever coasted in anything. Right. And I'm not saying that to brag. I would bet everybody listening to this podcast and everybody that you're friends with, I don't think they know what the word coast is. I know my my business partner doesn't. He's been working at his own business and working his own businesses, even as successful as he is. Um, he, we, he, he just doesn't know the word coast. He didn't have to, you know, invest in me to do this. He didn't have to do it. He doesn't need the money. He just, he doesn't know what the word coast is. Um, you know, my wife doesn't know what the word coast is. We just don't know what the word is, but no, I still needed to pay my health insurance. I still needed to pay my mortgage. And the first two years in Amazon, I didn't take a dime out of this. If, if anybody thinks this is a get rich quick scheme, even beyond all of the training people that are out there that tell you this is a get rich quick scheme, this is the farthest hmm. thing from a get rich quick scheme. Um, so yeah, it, it, I did. I worked two jobs. I probably lost 25 pounds. <laughs> I, I, okay. And I'm not lying. I probably lost 25 pounds because we were doing mainly, mainly retail because that's all I knew at that point. Um, we were doing mainly retail. I had a I had a, a Toyota Rav4, which I still have, and I I don't think I will ever get rid of it because that car carried me through the first year and a half of this business, and I owe it my life. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it, there there was no coast. There was two full time jobs consistently, and there was a lot of weight loss at that time. As a matter of fact, if you know you want to lose weight, work two jobs. You know, one as an entrepreneur. <laughs> two jobs I mean, that's like stress better than going great. to the gym right i mean it, it, if you're going to go let's say you're going to go to the gym for an hour a day you know you start adding that and you can get paid would it how important yeah, do retail arbitrage yeah there you go how important is it that your wife was kind of in the same business or just so involved i mean how important is that would you suggest to others right. so here's the thing again if you think this is all right if you you can't do this alone. You can't do any of this alone. None of this can be done alone. If you, it, it, not long right, term. It, no, not. I I would honestly even say not short term. Hmm. All right, because. It, all right, you need to have incredible accounting skills. If you don't have that, you got to hire somebody, or you got to have somebody in your little under your umbrella that knows how to do it. You have to be incredibly organized. All right, um, because paperwork and 
and and and receipts and knowing where stuff is and having a plan to access stuff quickly it, it, that's all important and if you're not if you don't know how to do it you got to have someone under your umbrella that knows how to do it or you got to hire somebody that knows how to do it um you know managing your finances i mean jesus we, we, we could talk numbers and about gross and everything else and it i know people that are doing this they still don't know if there's profit in it they it, still have no it idea breaks my heart profit. when i talk to people and because I, I talk about bookkeeping and stuff like that from time to time and, and i've had people come up to me and say steve you know i'm embarrassed to admit this i still don't have a separate bank account and i'm like oh my god oh. and i haven't reconciled and i'm like oh please please right. you know please right. let me help you with this right. advice go get help go get somebody to help yeah. you They're, if you don't know how to do it if you're not thinking look here's the thing all right, so we had a, a couple of employees early, um, and they're essential to our business. And then it got to the point where I was like, I need to hire somebody that can kind of babysit the stuff that I can't do. And when we sat down and interviewed that person, I, I, I was actually saying to her, this is a real business. It might sound so simple, but it's a real, like, and I was, as I was saying it, I was in my own mind, convincing myself <laughs> this is a real full-blown business like i can see like i i can see the need for an it department there's a ton of computers that we have they all need to talk to each other they all need to share information with each other some computers need access to information that other computers don't need that's if you don't know how to do that, you need to hire somebody that knows how to do that. I mean, when you get to a certain point in the scale of your business, these are the kind of hats either you're going to have to wear or you need to hire somebody that knows how to do it. And if you don't have your bookkeeping in order, you're not going to have enough money or you're going to be scared to death to spend the money to hire somebody to do your computer uh, um, the backend kind of stuff. And, and, and I would argue this too, Lou, is that you know back to the beginning of our conversation – you know, you're giving to others. You give somebody that job, all of a sudden you're giving them value in their life. They're part of something bigger. They feel something. This is a way. I, I have a girl. I have a girl that works for me now. Before, before she started working for me, she had her own dance studio. Okay, and it, 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 it. She had to close it because of the company. I mean, Jesus, God, you want to talk about cutthroat. You talk about you talk to anybody that's ever owned a dance studio. You talk about the moms that they deal with. You talk to her about the the other studios around that try and you know cannibalize your workers or your or steal your 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 dancers or 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 start mommy groups just to become friends with moms and then slide in the fact that oh I own a dance studio. You should come check it. Like uh, it's it's just horrible. Cutthroat. It's just dance horrible. mom cutthroat. Okay? Jesus. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, so, and she's friends with my partner's wife and, and she keeps telling my partner's wife how much she loves working for us. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I, it makes me feel so good that she says that, but in my heart of hearts, I feel so bad that she had her own place and with all of her hard work, she doesn't have it anymore. And I want her to have that again. Like, I just want her like, I know that was her love. It was her passion. It was her thing. I'm glad that she's really happy working for me at the same time. But I, I at the same time, I feel bad. And I'm like, man, she had her own place. It's so bad. Like, but I don't know. I, no, I, I think, I no, saying. no. Here's what I would say to you, though, is you've got to sit back and change your perspective on that. Right now, you're giving her an opportunity to reset. Like, I take this whole time right now. I think a whole bunch of people should take your advice and go talk to the bike store owner downtown and say, hey, yeah, yeah. how can I help your business 
um, survive next time when there's a flood, when there's a fire, when there's a pandemic, when there's this. Let's work together. Let me help you be successful yeah. and you can make. That is a reset. That is a chance to reset your business and say, you know, I don't want to be. Uh, I saw a couple of people got this crazy letter from Amazon today about suspension or something like that. That that's not uh, good. Shit, that's right. Email. Wait, let me go check my email. Hold <laughs> no, on. No. Okay. But seriously, though, if you have a side like we, we use eBay, I mean, every so often people are looking at me like you still sell on eBay. And I'm like, we sell right, scale right. on eBay. And guess what? It's a foundation. It's one of the pillars in our business model that gives me a solid foundation I can count on to help make payroll regardless of what's going on in the other parts of our business, right? We have a warehouse, we have services that we offer. That's another right. pillar in our, I think that you gave her a chance to reset. Um, and I think, I think there's value in that. If she's out there saying how much she likes working for you, you've given her joy in her life. Maybe this is the one thing that gives her solitude, especially if you stayed open during this, right? You're essential well, business. So here's the thing. All right. So here's again, give more than you get. Right. So back up uh, month, March, uh, March 11th. I, 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 Italy was closed down at that point and I'm, I'm reading the writing on the wall. I'm like, there's no way this is fake. This is not a flu. This is not this, this. There's no way if entire countries are shutting down, there's no way this can be downplayed. Entire countries don't just shut down. It just doesn't happen. All right. This is this is really scary. I laid everybody off. I said, get on unemployment immediately. I don't know what this business is going to do because I really didn't know it. I, I, I was scared. I didn't know. I had no idea. I said, go get, and I laid everybody off on unemployment as, as quickly as I could. Um, so now here we are eight, seven or eight weeks later. And A, I'm scared to bring people back. So I'm going to the warehouse every day on my own. Uh, you know, doing all the merchant fulfilled stuff because Amazon wouldn't let us send FBA. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I'm I'm doing all my returns and I'm dealing with all my boxes that, that came back to and I'm doing everything. OK. And, the, and surprisingly enough, and Steve, you probably saw this, too. You were like, wow, this is actually maintaining because people are scared to go out shopping. There's no other place for them to go. And all of a sudden, Amazon becomes you know, an extra $24 billion in, in Bezos's pocket. And we're reaping the rewards of the foundation that we built because we're the only game in town. So when I realized this is actually still, this is probably more viable than anything else I would have done at that. Yeah. At, if you, you had know. a crab shack, you had a <laughs> bicycle store, what would you have done? Right. Nothing for those exactly. first. What would, right. Right. So, so we, we got lucky. We stepped in it. Our hard work paid off and, and we got lucky. And, and in all honesty, come next year, Steve, I don't know if you're licking your chops or not, but I mean, I, it, it, I can't find a big enough warehouse. I can't hire enough employees. I can't find enough product because I know everything is going to be Amazon based. It, it's it's going to be the movie Wally, -E, all right, where there's one company that sells everything to everyone. And that's not great. That's not good for this economy. It's not good for this country. It's not good for anything. But Lord knows I'm going to do everything I can to ride it until it until someone breaks it up okay so that's that's our future but so go back we bring the employees back and normally there's four plus me there's five people in my warehouse it's only a 2,000 square foot warehouse it's small so i'm nervous you know i can keep people i can get masks i can get face shields i can get i can get hazmat suits i can do everything i want to do but I, I don't want them to feel nervous and now they're making an extra 600 bucks a month a week rather so for me to bring them back, 
I got to incentivize it for them. And I got to make them feel safe. And I got to make me feel safe because, you know, these people rely on us. They rely on you me. You love them. And, it, you know, I, right. I, it, and again, put me in Michael Scott. All right. Uh, you know, I'm these the, are your I'm friends. The, these are my friends. They really are. They're, they're my friends. And, um, so caring is good, Lou. <laughs> yeah. If I need to give yeah. you some therapy or this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 So again, so I, I invest in masks, uh, we invest in shields and I bring back two of the four and I hire one back to work from home and I'm paying them the extra 600 bucks a week. Oh, wow. Whoa. Okay. I'm paying Ooh, them that. Mic drop right there. Who? Everybody's going to be like, right, oh, I'm not doing that. Mike Ooh, drop. that's a big move there. Right. You're not. Right. So anybody that's working for Steven that wants to work for me. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> the guy who's going to listen, the guy who's going to listen to this, Jake, I will beat you. Yeah. I know where you live. But wait, but back up. Here's the thing. All right, so the federal government gave us two and a half months worth of payroll. All right? They gave us the two and a half months worth of payroll based on our payroll levels before the pandemic hit. Now, unemployment is less than your payroll level. So if nice round numbers, if you're paying an employee – uh, 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 again, I'm not doing this, but let's just give nice round numbers. $10 an hour is $400 a week plus 600 is $1,000 a week. But unemployment isn't $400 a week for that person. It's probably closer to 250 plus 600 is only is now we're talking 850 a week, right? So I'm paying an extra $400 a week, but the federal government gave me the first 400 of it. So it's, I'm actually spending less money now on on payroll, then for the based on the fact that the government gave me that two and a half months, I'm spending less money now on payroll than I would have been if I had kept them employed. And I'm only doing this until the end of June. Uh, you know, I obviously I'm not money bags. I can't do it. You know, all, for the duration of the six hundred bucks. But look, these people are scared. These people are scared. If you're a restaurant owner and you're hoping to bring back your waitresses or your hostess staff or your or your 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 dishwasher, you can't say you're going to be working for tips. And you know what? Guess what? If you don't come back and I've offered you your job, I'm going to let the state know that you didn't take your job back and they're going to lose their unemployment. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't do that. That's, that's not me. I, I can't do that's it. Well, you're going to see you know? so many of them shut down. I mean, it's just there's no chance that they can open successfully because, as you say, they're going to have to raise their wage. They're going to have to do things. And it's not a business model that'll work. It wasn't a business model. Well, if they did get, if if they got the payment, but they owe the, the money the, to the bank, Lou. That's the if, problem. Well, they, that's the other thing. Right. And then, yes. then we're going back to accounting. We're going back to accounting. We're going back to money management. We're going back to having your books in order. If you don't have your books in order, this is not a business. Is this? Is that your third? I mean, you give me two. You know, I always oh, ask for I, three. I, but no, no. Go ahead. Right. Let's go back over them because I I, I want to close out. Like but two is get what you get. Right. right. Wait. Stay, get. So let's go slower. I want to get there again. So. Okay. You've got to give more than you get, period. Yes. And that's not just in business. That's in life. That's in everything that's you do. Fair. And you'll get it back tenfold, right? I mean, that's yeah. boom. Okay. Give me number two again. Two is you don't get rich on any one deal. And that is um, that you look at every deal, but you got to look at it the entirety, right? Those returns, right? You know, on shoes, you're going to get 15% returns versus, I don't know, water bottles, don't you tell, might get 2%. Don't tell me what. 
Yeah, right, right. right. Grocery is what, 2%? Yeah, so, I mean, perfume, you're selling perfume. I don't even think Amazon, perfume's, a, the, that's the that's the category to be in. I don't think Amazon lets you return perfume <laughs> if you can find it cheap but enough. It's, but you uh, build that into the model, right? We're back to that, right? You build that into the model. And you don't get rich on any one deal. You got to sit back and take it all in perspective. Great day in sales is awesome. The bad day in sales is still awesome because you were open. You got to look at it in perspective and just sit back and say, okay, yeah, overall, this every deal works. Well, our, okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. So back up to that because think about it. And this has happened, and I'm sure it's happened to everybody. And if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will. You walk into a retail store, you pick, you know, 50 shoes off a shelf. They're they're already ringing it up. They're checking the sizes and they're putting stuff in bags. And then they tell you, oh, the coupon code you got doesn't work. Okay. So now your costs for those shoes just, you know, raised by 25, 28% because your 50% off coupon doesn't work. You could walk away from it. You just spent an hour and a half in that store. You just, you know, you're 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 shooting the shit with the register and 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 making friends and everybody else. And now you're going to walk away. You're going to make those kids put all that stuff back. Yeah. So you weren't going to make what you're going to make on them. But worse comes to worse, you're going to break even. Right. All right. And you're going to keep the okay. relationship. You're going to keep the relationship. Exactly. Mm. That's the biggest. That's the biggest, biggest, biggest. You do not get rich on any one deal. I hear stories all the time. One of the first stories I ever heard, there's another bulk buyer in our area. He's returning items. Yeah. Okay. Because because either A, they weren't profitable enough. His his shopper didn't, didn't choose right. So he's sending two items back. You you bought 50 pairs of shoes and you're sending two back. You're making these these. You got to remember the people in the stores are jumping through hoops to break rules to 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 allow you to buy what you bought, and now you're creating a paper trail with your name on it that might raise a flag somewhere along the line to save what, you know, sell them on eBay. Yeah, right. So, right, you do not get rich on any one deal. Keep that in mind, whatever you're doing. All right. All right. Um, Give me the and, third Lewism. Oh my God. I or Borellaism. Maybe a Borellaism. That's a good one too. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You know what? It's it's got to be organic. It's got to come to the organic. I can't remember what it is, but there's there's definitely another one somewhere along the line. Uh, oh uh, well, you know, it's relationships are key. Relationships. They are. Yeah, yeah relationships are key. Um, if you're not nurturing a relationship every time you walk in a store or every time you talk on the phone to somebody, then you're, you're just doing this wrong. They do not owe you anything. Okay, if you walk into Nike and think just because you spent five thousand dollars that they're gonna help you next time. <laughs> you are so wrong. Um, but well, just even with Amazon, right? You know, hey, I'm, I sell a million dollars. Okay. It's great. It's, you still get the same letter the $10 million seller gets that the $10,000 guy gets, right? Right. Yeah, you got to remember, like, the, Amazon's an algorithm at that point. I mean, we're dealing with Skynet. You know, if, if they were to turn off my store who's, who, who might sell 60,000 items a year, all they're going to do is give the search results to your store, Steve, that yeah. because you sell 60,000 items a year. That's all they're going to do. Or they're going to give the search results to to you know, three people below me that sell 20,000 items a year. They're just You have no clout anywhere unless you build a personal unless, relationship. Yeah, unless you're a decent human being. That was where I was going to go with that. So when you are talking to that person, like we do customer service for a company. We we have some tough customers for that company. However, we're paid to do that service. So guess what? We're going to be the shining light. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry you're having a bad day, Lou, but we're still going to be polite. And we're going to be on it, you right. know, canned. If you're yeah. that guy, we'll jump all over. When you, when you call and say, hey, Steve, could you help me out? Of course. I want to help you. That's my goal, right? <laughs> then it's a different thing than 
you suck, Steve. You didn't do this. You, and I, what are you doing for me? I'm like, ooh, I'll do it. Well, again, but not with love. apply rule number two while, while you're doing rule number three. It, you know, a customer sends me an email that says, I didn't get my return. And of course, I want to blast them in the very beginning and, you know, or say, look, I never even got your shoes. I'm working by myself now and blah, 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 blah. You know, you, you know, my, my, my UPS driver's father just died. And, and you know, and wake up, person. Of course, I want to send that email. But, you know, step back. Again, I'm not going to get rich on the deal. Okay. If I refund this shoe, it's not going to hurt me. It's a, it's, in the it's, grand it's pissing in the ocean yeah. at that point. Right. In the grand scheme of things. Right. It's not going to hurt me. And, and second off, you know, I, I don't know this person, but you know, you're dealing with your customer service people on a consistent basis. You're not going to get rich by blasting them over that one incident. You're just not, you're just not. So, and you're going to have to deal with you. We deal with the same people all the time. Look, if you're making phone calls to Amazon, you'll start hearing the same voices. You'll start hearing the same names. All right. If you're not keeping a blog book on who these people are, where they're based, who they're are their kids in school. Uh, if you don't know if the store own the, the store manager of, of Asics down the street is pregnant and is due in July, and you're not sending a present to that person, just because a not because you're schmoozing, okay, but b because you actually give a shit, okay, you you care just a little bit. And this is my wife. This is We're like I'm good at feely this. Here, Lou. I must admit, yeah. you are a touchy feely Italian. Well, look, this is this our, is look, normal. All right, well, <laughs> Right. This is right. And I don't think of it that way. You know, my wife will tell you, we're we're big huggers, kissers, lovers. I'm amazed we didn't even get coronavirus. I think I hugged everybody I could in, in Florida that, that week we were there. All right. Um, but again, if you're not building that relationship on a consistent basis and there's an art to it, there really is. There's an art genuine. to doing it without phony. Exactly. Yeah, genuine. There's got you've got to genuinely care all right you've got to know about them if you're walking in the door and you're asking what's the coupon today first thing when you walk in the door you're, you're just you're going to turn them off you're just going to turn them off they're not going to care after all said and done they're not going to send you pictures of upc codes they're not going to hold product for you in the back they're not going to bag stuff up and and charge your credit card for you uh, you know before you even walk in the door you know jesus there's just so many ways to build relationships in this business and in any business. And if you're not doing it consistently, you know, you're just, you're, you're, it, you're doomed to fail. You just are, it, you're just doomed to fail. If you think you're going to get rich on any one deal and you're not friendly with the people that you're dealing with, it, it, you, those two lessons combined are, it's just, I don't know. It's it's a Bible. Well, it really is. We've had to let a couple customers from our warehouse go, and it's because they it's it instead of being win win, it's win one. I call it. You know, and somebody's just they won, and I'm and I'm this guy. I'm passive on that stuff. You know, I, I'm I'm too old to fight anymore, so I'm just like you won. Go ahead. Leave, right. What is it? Uh, move on and prosper. Bad, bad uh, Star Trek analogy. Live, 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 live long and prosper. prosper. Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. You know, I wish you well, and I do wish them well. But I'm just not willing to take that kind of stuff. Well, the, the failure at that point is on them. They're yeah. not building the relationship. Yeah. And okay? I don't want it. They're not. It's got to be both ways. They're not giving more than they get. That, that So, look, there's no doubt in my mind that you would run through a wall for them. 100%. If and on have. A right, and have. And, and if, if on a consistent basis, they kept the rules in mind. If you're giving more than you get and they're giving more than you get – 
Look, I'm the first guy at the bar with my card on the bar, all right? And then I'm the last guy at the bar making sure you get back to your room, all right? I'm the guy carrying you away because I bought you all the drinks, all right? And I'm the guy making you laugh the entire time. I fight with people over who's buying drinks. It's Unless my partner's there and then he fights with me over who's buying drinks. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this is both the same money. What are we doing here? Hmm. <laughs> so, it, and and it, it, it look, I... I being a giver and being the person that's going to do their best to make care, take care of the people that are around you, it's going to come back to you. It always does. And if it doesn't, it's okay. It's just okay. All right? Because just don't expect it. And when it does, be happy that it did and be happy knowing that what you did was recognized. That's, be that's the thing. Be grateful. Lou, I'd yeah, like you. Right. I'd ask you right. to pick up your guitar for me, please, and just you're gonna play our way wait, out. Wait, we're done. We're gonna be done. I got, I got time. We're, oh, we're gonna be done. On. Now you know what? I'll bring you back on. I, I want to get to a Sunday dinner. That's the key. That's the key. Are we invited to Sunday dinner? I mean, and my Italian wife. We're both Italian, so we wait, can. No. We can we fit in? Yeah, yeah. We're probably related it's some way. We'd like to be invited to one of these crazy Sundays. Right. Yeah, we want to be. Recently Italian. I'm a recent Italian. Yeah, I I don't have the mannerisms yet. I'm working on it. You know, the T-shirt and all that gold chains yeah. and stuff. But I'm working on it. We haven't. Oh wait, you're, now you're you're turning into stereotypical yeah, I'm definitely, Italian. Yeah, hundred percent. But you, how far are you from South Philly? That's the question. Yeah, far, a little far. You know. Yeah. Right. I think I think the takeaway here again is that you just need to be a good person you need to take the approach of uh you know you got to give more than you get you don't get rich on one deal and you got to work on your relationships both in business and in life and you too will find happiness even at 47 old man no i'm 50 now well i got you beat up yeah last week last last month uh jesus the, the months and weeks are turning into years at this point i don't even know i've, I've lost track so well thank you so much i wish you nothing but success well we're talking again right this this is this is not an end this is a this is a uh this is a uh what are we what is it it's a it's a it's a page break it's a it's a break in time how much i'm telling you couldn't you hang with that guy i could hang and sip a couple cocktails probably a lot of cocktails for hours just his stories his his enthusiasm of life, um, just such a rare quality. Uh, I wish I had it. Um, and I just, it's, it's contagious. And I think, I think again, you sit back and you say to yourself, those top three things, are they important to you? You know, give more than you get contribute. Even though you don't think you have something to contribute, I would argue that's nonsense. Uh, again, uh, as I talk about in the podcast, we, we, you know, what we used to know is so different than what we know today, right? Um, if you have inventory scores that are below 500, or if you did, you couldn't send all your inventory. We couldn't send all our inventory in. Now, they doubled most of ours, which are the categories we sell in, but there's still some other stuff that I have to manage. Um, it's healthier that we manage it, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same model we use, so therefore now we got to do things different. Um, managing cash, you know, those kind of things. So anyway, contribute and you will be surprised what you get back because you offered something, even if it's not fully developed, that idea, it can get developed and boom, you were part of the solution. And I just think that everybody has something to offer. Um, is you don't get rich on one deal. Uh, how many times 
have you convinced yourself it's the right deal? How many times have you, I rationalize, that's what I do. I can rationalize a lot of stuff. And I have a warehouse full of rationalizations. Um, if you've ever been to my warehouse, you know how much inventory we have. And lots of it is stuff that I've rationalized. And it just doesn't hold, thank God for Andy, convincing me a whole bunch of times to say, eh, Steve, I don't think that's your strong suit. And uh, I don't take a person, I take it as love. And, and I sit back and say, oh. Um, and then finally, working on relationships, and that's related to this last one. Andy and Dan are my two go-to guys for pretty much all of my decisions. And uh, Andy, Andy Slamons and Dan Wentworth, sorry if you don't know who they are. Um, and I go to those guys probably every day we chat, and it's just to say, hey, what do you think of this? And you know, half the time they'll be like, Steve, you know, that's great, but what about this? Or you know, again, that's not your strong suit. And I don't take it personally because I know it comes from love. And so when you have that kind of relationship where you can be honest with somebody, somebody who's not, not uh, you know, your partner, you can really make uh, better decisions. And again, you know, I'm going to talk about this in episode 435. We've made a r- bunch of the right decisions. And that's not bragging. It's just that, you know, of course we made some wrong ones, but generally we put together a string of right decisions, and so we've had some success, and I'm hopeful that I can help you with that. So um, this is uh, 433 Luparella. Terrific. When I go back and listen to it again and just, you know, let some of what he says sit within you to see if it can help you in your business. Um, great interview coming up next. Um, and then 435 will be me, and I'm going to start the 50-plus years of selling. By the way, I have a 78-year-old who I'm going to interview who has an e-commerce business. 78 years old, sharp as a tack. And yet, I think we can find an 18-year-old who has an e-commerce business, so we can maybe even do 60-plus years. But I think 50-plus years because I want you to insert yourself at the age you're in. And if you say, well, is it too late? Well, okay, if if I'm 55 and I started four years ago to get to this level, I didn't. But if I did, okay, then you want to start at 51. And you could, if you do with the work, you can get to where I am. Or if you start at 52, or if you start at 33, or if you start, the point is to start. And so hopefully I'm going to give you some, some uh, examples of what's possible. That's really what it takes is what's possible. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.